When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hey, this is Leon Poe, man. You listen to Causeway Street Podcast. What's up, y'all? This is Kenny Anderson. Y'all listen to the Causeway Street Podcast. For all you new listeners out there, I'm your host, Joseph Pavone. I'm joined as usual by my two co-hosts. I'm Sean Dutra. What's up? Sound yeah, like talk Tom about walks yourself. on the B. There you go. Joel Pavone. What up? I'm a Pisces. <laughs> <laughs> the most romantic. He leads off with that. The most romantic sign in all of the Zodiac. Oh. You couldn't tell by my voice already. Oh. Sexy. I'm the producer of this ensemble that we call Causeway Street. In case you missed it. Hey, Bill Walton here, Celtics 1986. You're listening to the Causeway Street Podcast. Yeah, come here for nothing but the truth. This is where dreams come true. Thank you, Boston, for my life. Where are we going? You guys are such homers. It's your boy, Terry Rozier. You're listening to the Causeway Street Podcast. Now listen to my boys, Joe Sway, Joel, and Sean. Back with another edition of the Causeway Street Podcast. Joseph Pavone here. Sean Ducha, Joel Pavone in the house. Usual suspects here. What's going on? We got Zach Pelican on the line. It's a lovely day where you got Zach. Yeah. Lovely see, day. this is the thing, though. He's calling in because this is a conversation I've been trying to have for quite some time now. And this is an episode I couldn't wait for because uh, Zach and I, we, uh, we share very different opinions with this particular topic. And that topic has to do with Isaiah Thomas. So Ooh. we're going to bring in Zach. In just a moment, but first things first, I want to hear both your both your takes over here, all right? Joel and Sean, I want to hear what you guys think about this. The fact that I think Isaiah Thomas does not get enough credit for what he's done for this team. The fact that he not only was the second best scorer in the NBA last season, but he continues to be sold short, pun intended, because of his height, because they, people don't think that he's the kind of leader that can lead a team to a championship and I just don't understand why he continues to get so much flack for what he's been doing for this team. What he's been doing for this rebuilding era. And now as we enter, what is it, year five now of the Brad Stevens era? I mean, you look at these last two big free agency signings. I don't think they happen without Isaiah Thomas. That's my take. I, I got plenty more to say about it, but I'm just going to open the floor for you guys. Guys, what's your take on this? Why does Isaiah Thanks. Thomas Thanks not? For the floor, buddy. Why does Isaiah Thomas not get <laughs> enough credit? Okay, I, I want to hear it. No, it's the fact that it's it's everything that you just said, pretty much. Like he's a point guard. He's five nine. 
yes, he's obviously the best player on the Celtics team, but I mean, if if you make it to two straight All Star appearances, you're on the the first um, All NBA. Yeah, well, no, not first no, no, All NBA, but me. no, but, but All NBA nonetheless. Okay, yeah. two All Star appearances on two straight playoff teams. I mean, you're go and you're the best player on each of those teams. You should deserve a max contract. I mean, that's just the bottom line. But I mean, if he's five nine, he's got a hip problem now. Like, you know, he is a point guard. Like, you can throw all those facts out there, but the fact is, in my opinion, he should be making more than Kyle Lowry's making. And that that's if if Kyle Lowry sound, sound I think it was like a three year deal he signed, a mm-hmm. three extension. He should be making an extra year and just amount of just the same amount of money. Per year, that in my opinion, that's where like the line that that's where it starts for me. If I'm Isaiah Thomas, so. well, I don't even think it has to do with the fact that you know it's not even about the max contract deal for no, me. It is it, about it, the well, it's about that, but at the same time, it's also about people who that's a part they, they, they want to see him. What yeah. is? Well, no, 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 no. no. But listen, there's people out there who want to see the guy traded before his contract expires. Yeah, that is what I don't understand. I mean, obviously, Gary Tangway. That I mean, obviously, the two things. You know they they coincide with each other. You know the the max deal talk is obviously has a lot to do with him. Uh, uh, people wanting to see him traded, but the, but, but, I, but why does he not deserve a max deal? And, no. and why do people not understand what all the money's being thrown around throughout the NBA? Why wouldn't he get a piece of that? No, if you're if you're I I'll, I'll say this: if you're not going, if Danny Hage isn't going to sign Isaiah Thomas, he has to trade Isaiah Thomas. Well, I mean, yeah, I know, obviously, but so like, like wh- why why do people want to see that happen? Well, why, I don't want to see it happen, but I, I mean, understand it, that. But other people, right? But I'm just saying, like. That's obviously why people are saying trade Isaiah is because if you're if you're gonna lose him for nothing, then that's stupid. No, well, I, I, that's, I, I just stupid. feel like people don't think he's good enough to lead a team to a championship, and I don't understand that. So if if you're in that camp, you have to say trade him. If you say let him play out the year and see how it happens, but then, I think I think Sway wants to know the why. Right, I want to speak to that camp and and yeah. and explain why like, is he why is he not good enough? That piece that Sean brought up about the max contract that's a big part of it, but it's not. Like the whole conversation, if you, if mm-hmm. you guys kind of you know understand what I'm trying to what I'm trying to say, the point of Isaiah when it comes to that not being a quote unquote max guy is probably the same reason why he doesn't get enough credit or he's not viewed as like someone that can be a part of the future, right? I think the the second part is why give this guy all this money if there's other players that are better than him and that could be available, right? Is that another piece? Is that fair to say? Well, like Kyrie Irving? Maybe. Or someone else who's going to be a, a Cause, I mean, to be, to be a, a free better agent player, soon or, or, or is available for it via trade. To be a better player than Isaiah, you have to like, it, it's up there. I mean, Isaiah, I think we can all agree, even if you're the biggest Isaiah doubter, he's a top 12 player in the league last year. I mean, you have to give that to him. Last year, he's a top 12 player in the league. So I mean, uh, I think those guys rather see, yeah, like you said, yeah, top twelve player. Well, they want to see eleven guys in Celtics green more than him, right? And I understand that because right. I, I don't understand how someone who continues to get better and better and, and and puts himself in a conversation as arguably the best scorer in the NBA. Why would you want to see that guy leave? So when Joel says, you know, trade him for somebody that's you know out there that people think are better, there's not a lot of options out there that are better than Isaiah Thomas in the NBA right now. No, I see what you're I saying. Agree. But like but like that are available. But like for those that say don't give him the max money or give him like a three year I'm in the camp of the three year by the way. Not 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 to give him max money. That's still I still think I he deserves think that. If you if you're gonna do that, just trade him then. There's not too many there's not too many people you can trade 
to do an as an upgrade over Isaiah Thomas. If you're trading him now and it's not for Kyrie, then I don't know why you're trading him. You're gonna get more draft picks. You're just gonna build towards the future. Future. You know what I mean? Like why yeah. would? But well, you know, so I don't know. All right, let's bring in Zach. Let's see what what he, what he thinks about this because this is obviously a conversation I've been wanting to have with him pretty much since the the end of the season when uh, Celtics were eliminated by the Cleveland Cavaliers. Zach Peloquin joins Causeway Street Podcast. What's going on, Zach? Hey, Zach. Just quietly listening in the corner. But, uh, yeah, do, do you mean conversate or, or get yelled at by about this whole entire Isaiah Thomas thing? <laughs> I, I have a feeling you don't actually want yeah, to Let's hear, hear from the horse's mouth. Let's hear from the horse's no, mouth. I, I want to have a conversation <laughs> here. I mean, this is just between you and me. Pretend these two aren't here. This is between, okay, <laughs> this right, between right, you right. and I. It's hard to do. They're awfully loud. <laughs> they got a lot to say. I'm, don't listen I'm to right these here. two voices over I'm here. I'm literally right here. So, <laughs> okay, so let, let, let's start with the whole Kyrie Irving situation. Um, I mean, it's obvious from the conversation we've had in the past that you would love to see Kyrie in that position instead of Isaiah Thomas. Do you think the Celtics would make a big mistake in not trying to figure out a deal? Or do you are you afraid the Celtics would give up too much for Kyrie Irving? What's your take on the Kyrie Irving situation? It's a, it's a tough one. And would I rather see Kyrie over Isaiah? Yes. But I say that because of the fact that, one, he has a much more appealing contract situation right now. That's probably the biggest thing. But two, I will be honest, I think Kyrie is a better player than Isaiah Thomas all around. And I know that everyone's going to throw in the face, well, he's not that good defensively. And, and Kyrie's barely, he hasn't had a season as good as Isaiah Thomas just had. He's never had a season that good. So in terms of if you want to measure one against the other, Isaiah Thomas is technically the better player in terms of the highest of the, of the high that we've ever seen in his career. But at the end of the day, Kyrie Irving is, what, 25 years old right now? 26 years old at the absolute oldest? I, I, I probably should have checked that before I hopped on. But at the end of the day, you've got a younger player on a better contract who physically a lot of people would say is probably going to be able to live up to the beating he's going to take night in, night out in the NBA, being a little bit bigger and a little bit more physically capable. And whereas you have an Isaiah Thomas, and I think there's a lot of people out there that are waiting for his decline. And that's the sad part is that, you know, he's done a great stuff. I, mean, I don't want to take anything away from Isaiah Thomas as a basketball player. He's a fantastic basketball player. He's a great leader. And like you said, he's probably the main attraction that has gotten Gordon Hayward and Al Horford through the door over the last two years. But at the end of the day, one of the, one of the most painful realizations about Isaiah Thomas is that we've never seen a player under six feet tall do what he's done. We've never seen a player have this type of success in the NBA. So it's unprecedented, and I think a lot of people are waiting for that time for where he's just going to fall off, and it's just going to end, and this whole entire thing is going to feel like a dream in the past. But yeah, I, I think it's going to get to that point where people are waiting for it to go bad, and that's, I think, the biggest fear right now with Isaiah Thomas is that, yeah, he's got a contract issue, but even if you signed him for a max contract, give him the next five years or whatever it is that he wants – when is it eventually going to go bad? Because we don't know. We really don't know. And that and that fact that we don't know, I think that mystery is probably the biggest fear that people have when it comes to Isaiah Thomas. I think Zach, you are one of those people waiting for waiting for his demise. I, the way the way you just said yeah, that yeah, right yeah. there, exactly. you're like exactly. some people are out there waiting for his demise. Oh, Zach's oh, waiting for oh that, you mean you? Oh, you mean Zach's you? waiting yeah. for that big fat? I told you so. <laughs> no, it's gonna happen, man. But no, man, you bring up good points. I mean, I don't disagree that Kyrie's a better player than Isaiah Thomas. Like, I, I don't either. I, don't. I agree with that wholeheartedly. I, I don't think that's like a – that's maybe you can make it a debate because what you said, last year's numbers. But 
Kyrie's a better player and is on a better contract and he's younger, so it makes perfect sense. But well, he's also playing alongside the best player in the world, so right. Yeah. But but I mean, so that, that, that's gonna bring your numbers down a bit. Sure, right. Sure, right. And could he be the best player on a on a the team that the Celtics had last year? Would Kyrie ever be the best player on that team? Do you think they have the same success? Yes, probably. Right. Yeah. So I mean, if but the problem is that if they want what Jalen Brown and the Brooklyn pick plus Crowder and Isaiah Thomas. It's too much. That's a lot. All right, so then let's, let's ask That's this question. Lot. Let's ask this question. Straight up, I'm 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 guessing straight up if they if they, their contracts were similar, you would you would trade Kyrie Irving. I mean, trade Isaiah Thomas for Kyrie Irving, correct? No, if you're saying they both have one year, or if uh, Isaiah has if the money if the money matched, if the money if the money matched. Yeah, I think that's the thing. If they both had one year of term left, same thing. Yeah, it's it's years over it's it's years over cash value for me. If you told me Isaiah Thomas is signed for 18 mil for the next three years, I'm fine. I I have nothing to say against that. But if you're telling me I have to pay 30 plus million a year to have Isaiah Thomas, or I get to have Kyrie for you know right around 20 million a year, then I don't know. I mean, that seems like a no brainer to me. Yeah, I think that's where everyone's getting hung up on is is anyone and 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 it, it's the same thing with me. Like, I know this what the Celtics have to do to sign Isaiah Thomas is it's got to be four years, one twenty. It's it has to be. Like, I don't think Isaiah Thomas will will even start to listen to anything less. But the number thirty mil a year for a guy who's going to be thirty what thirty one thirty. Oh well, well, no, twenty eight. He's, he's going to be, be twenty nine. No, he's turning twenty nine and. February. Yeah. So when he signs the contract, he'll be 29, and at the end of the contract, he'll be, what, 33, 34? That's a long time. That's a long time for a guy you'll be stuck with 30 mil a year for. So, like, if you get hung up on that, I get it. But, like, you also just have to think. He's been the best player on your your team for the past two years and has been the most important person in Boston Celtics basketball since probably Paul Pierce. That's it. Like... it, he he's earned this, and if we don't, if the Celtics don't give it to him, it's all about the dollars per year. It, it's it, that's all it is, and it, and it's gonna suck. I think they should give it to him, and I think they have to. But will they? I don't know. I mean, I just don't think I don't think a three to four year window is so crazy for someone like Isaiah Thomas. We're not talking about someone who's thirty one, thirty two. Yeah, of course he's undersized, but at the same time, you have to think that. Someone like Gordon Hayward is going to help relieve him of, you know, being the only go-to guy. May I say something? I that, think that's huge in the situation. My biggest fear, my biggest fear will be signing Isaiah Thomas. And in year, what, three and four of that contract, he's the sixth man off the bench. You're paying him $30 million a year. He'll be productive. So why would you? But why I mean, do you if think you that would even happen? If you have him locked in, though, he's going to be... So what, players can't ball up after 30? No. I, I mean, yes, players can ball up after 30. Mean? I'm just saying that's my biggest fear. And if you want to talk about a size thing, I mean, a great comparison that we've talked about before on this show is Allen Iverson. AI was still getting 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 it done after 30, <laughs> 31, yeah. 32. Not really. Once he, what do you mean not really? Even at 30, what was he, 32, 33? I, I guess after 33 is when the decline started. But that one year when the Nuggets went to the, what, the Western Conference Finals, he was putting up 26 a night. And he was what, thirty three years old? All right. I'm just saying. I don't. Okay. I don't I get hope so. how I hope people so. are are so against seeing Isaiah get a max deal. I, I just it doesn't make sense to me. No, I'm for it. I just that's my biggest fear. 
That's just weird, though. <laughs> that you're, Why? You're forward. And you're, like, <laughs> you're like, I'm forward. I'm like, yeah, he, he, he should. That four or five years. But I don't know about that. No, because. Third, fourth, fifth year, though. Okay, I'll tell you're you. You're potentially saying, like, he can be good for only two or three more years. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I mean, that's what you're saying. No, yeah. no. And, then, and then you're getting mad at me when I'm like, yo, three years. He should get no more than three years. No, but, I mean, I think you're going to have to sign him for four years. But I think if you can pair up Isaiah Thomas in his prime for two more years with Horford and Gordon Haywood, and then you see the young guys build up like Jalen Brown, Jason Tatum, like Marcus Smart, if he stays on the team, if he is, signs a whatever. That's a squad that you can possibly win a championship with. And that two, you buy yourself a two-year window, though. If you, if it's this year, and then it's probably two more good years of Isaiah Thomas, in my opinion. But you did it with Al Horford. You gave Al Horford $120 million or $130 million. And you knew he's like, he's right there. You know what I mean? Like, is he going to be able to live out this contract and be a $30 million a year contra- uh, player for four years? Probably not. But you do it, so you open up a window. Now you got Horford, I mean, um, Hayward, who's going to be in his prime for the next five years. He's going to be the leader of the team. So even if even if Isaiah does have a two-year window or three-year, whatever, this year plus two years, it's worth a, a four-year deal, even if you're just getting two years out of him. But my fear is that if he's a if he turns into a six-man uh, the third year, it's a short window. That's But is it but, worth it? But by then, but you're talking about players like – Getting paid over 30, 40. Maybe. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. then he, he's him and Horford are on like the lighter side of that. Maybe. Yeah. I mean, if the cap, I don't think the cap will continually go up for the rest of our lifetimes, but. Well, I mean, at least for the next five to 10 years, right? I don't know. Those yeah, it, didn't go, it didn't go up as much as we thought it was going to. This yeah, year. that's I mean, true. We were talking about those. Yeah. That was big. I mean, next year is supposed to be another five to seven million, but nothing's guaranteed, especially if the finals and the playoffs go as sure as they did again this year. Well, I'm going. I'm going kind of based on James Harden's contract, <laughs> but by the end of that well, thing, he's going to pay like forty six, forty seven, forty yeah, million. Oh yeah, but actually, see, that, 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 that's, actually, that's the future. But but yeah, you know, Zach brings up a good point. We all thought that the Celtics were going to have like a what, a hundred and fifteen million dollar, yeah. you know, cap room, cap space, last, cap ceiling. Especially since last summer, they, never happened. They could have signed two max players, yeah, and they only signed one. So it's like, where did that, the rest of that money go? <laughs> <laughs> Aaron Baines is in there, like, hey, right here. <laughs> You're looking at him. Yeah. <laughs> all right, Zach. It's been a while since we talked. So, what, what's your take on this uh, on the Celtics roster? The, the additions and, you know, of course, the, the uh, subtraction of Avery Bradley. What's your take on how this team? can potentially become in this upcoming season? Well, I, I am excited. I, I think they had a lot of good additions, a lot of young additions. I think that's going to be the big thing, um, that they kind of cleared out that old guard that we've gotten to know over the last couple of years with Kelly Olynyk. Oh, thank um, God. Yeah. <laughs> we, we didn't want to say when he was on the team, but yes, absolutely. I mean, Miami's, Miami's picking up like the Celtics scraps. They got Olynyk and they just signed like Jordan Mickey. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah, look Jordan out, Mickey, send look, him out. Look out um, for the, uh, the 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 South Beach Instagram pics of those two chilling. Oh, good God! I don't even want to. I don't want to open my mouth all that. <laughs> Kelly's um, gonna get a tan over there. <laughs> oh my God! I don't want to see that. <laughs> but uh, Tyler Zeller, I mean, just a lot of guys over these last two years that we kind of over the last three or four years have gotten to know, and that was really the quote-unquote core of not only the bigs but really of this team the young the the, the young players who we thought were going to be maybe some of that next generation walking out that door so 
a little bit different in that sense. I mean, there's guys like uh, Yabaselli that we're going to have to watch and see how much he can grow in year one. Can he be a contributor right off the bat? Um, Daniel Tice, another guy who, I mean, he's just German mystery man who we, nobody's ever seen play, but apparently is going to be a contributor in year Yo, I'm one. On, I'm on Team Tice, man. I fucking love Team Tice. Team Tice, all right. I love I mean, Tice. He looks I was, like he should be able to play. I don't, I don't know if he can. I was calling I mean, him, I was calling him Theus the whole time. A year ago, but <laughs> oh, yeah, I was. I was calling him Theus the whole time, thinking that that's how you pronounce his name. I was, I was so pissed. It, it looks like it should though. be. Yeah. It, it should be pronounced that way. But, um, you know, but, you know, they've added a lot of young bodies. And that's one of the big things that I think is going to be uh, something to watch throughout the course of this season is one of those bigs is going to have to play big minutes. Uh, there's no way Al Horford's going to be able to play, you know, 40 minutes a night. So we're going to see one of these guys step into a pretty major role. And, and I mean, it's going to be a rookie year for one of those guys that they're going to have to be able to figure it out pretty quick. And in an offense that, you know, can these guys shoot? Can they spread the floor? Can they do what it is that, that Brad Stephen wants them to do? So I'll be anxious to see if one of those guys can really step up and grab some major minutes. And then on top of that, Gordon Hayward, I, I mean, could you find a guy who fits this offense better, can fit this system better? I mean, this this offense was born when Gordon Hayward and Brad Seams were put together. So this thing should work pretty well between those two. Yeah. Um, so I'm excited Hell to see yeah. those two. And then, I mean, on top of all of it, and probably the most exciting thing is Aaron Baines. I mean, I know Sean is very Get excited to see him coming. <laughs> oh, Jesus. I do like it when I do like it when you talk and you get yourself so happy that you just start laughing though. Yeah, <laughs> you're yeah, just yeah, talking yeah. about no, you talking about Gordon Hayward like a happy grandmother. <laughs> I, I am. I am. That's ex- he's exciting. He's exciting. He is a very very good basketball player. He's not a tremendous defender, but he can defend his position right. pretty he's a, well. He's a team defender, right? He's, he's, not, a, he's not like yeah, a he's one-on-one a, yes. guy, but he can run the he can be an assist. No, he's not he's not a shutdown guy that you're going to put on the perimeter. But at the same time, he's like call him a league average defender, but he can score, he can pass, he can move the ball. He's you know, he's got the ability to handle the ball at times as well. And he's like 6'8, six, 6'9. Six, yep. We haven't had a hey, wing dude. this talented in a long time, and I, it's exciting. It's very exciting. What do you think about um, Marcus Morris? I think you paid a little too much to go get him, to be totally honest. I, that I was forgot my biggest... we got a battle on this, man. That's what I was I looking forgot. for. Yeah. But go ahead. I forgot. Continue. Continue, Zach. My, my biggest gripe with this offseason would have to have been the fact that you traded away Avery Bradley for too little. It just, if it, not even that. I understand it. You had to trade a player. He made the most sense. This trade was probably as good as they could have done because the entire league knew that they had to make exactly, a trade at that moment. Exactly, exactly. But the problem is, you're telling me that Avery Bradley in the right package, you couldn't have gone and gotten yourself a better player than Marcus Morris. That's the issue I have with it, is that you could have put him in with Marcus Smart or you know any number of picks or whatever, and you're telling me you couldn't have got yourself like a stud power forward or a stud center or something like that to really make this team pop. I don't know. Yeah, it just it, it feels like that's it what I'm feels telling like there's a missed opportunity there. So what? That's did you want issue. to see them get Markeith? Is that what it is? <laughs> Markeith yeah, guy. Yeah. <laughs> He's got his Markeith jersey there, man. He's like, no. Listen, no. Listen, no. This is the whole thing. <laughs> for the record, for I don't know if we've even talked about this. But from, from day one, from the moment that that uh, news dropped. Sean was all about this trade. I like the loved it. I love the trade. I loved it. it. No, because you could you have you have to think like trash. If the (laughs) no, if the Celtics no, because in my in my eyes, I know salary though. In my eyes though, I view it as 
Would you trade Avery Bradley and a second round draft pick or whatever for Marcus what, Morris and Gordon Hayward? Yes, any day of the week you would do that. He was yes, but it's not. That, that's not what it was though. But it, you, tra- you, you. It was. They were over someone. a barrel. They were over a barrel. No, no. They were over no, a barrel. No. Yes, that math doesn't work. I'm sorry. The math doesn't. No, work. it does. Okay. If if literally you're talking, you're talking to our capologist, by the way. Okay. No, no. If the fact they had to they had to dump somebody, they had to dump somebody to sign him. Yes, right. Yeah. They had to. Right. So you're right, you're right. the whole league knew they had to dump somebody, and they were looking at Marcus Smart like, get the fuck out of here with Marcus Smart. We want Avery Bradley, and we're gonna give you like. Ugh, just a little bit, you know what I mean? Like everybody probably threw in a little bit. Well, isn't, isn't that how that, Danny, they, isn't how Danny Ainge kind of trades? When but it was on a time the, crunch. It was no, on I a time get you, crunch. I get you, but you it, can't. You can't. Doesn't he? Doesn't, can't he doesn't he usually? There's a motive for his trades, right? So in this case, it was for salary. Save some salary. Oh, and guess what? We get a we get a, a an upgrade over like Kelly Olynyk, right? I love as Mar- an example. I love Marcus Morris. I I think I think I the Morris <laughs> the Morris twins, <laughs> in my opinion, are vital to any like. Any team, you need a guy like that on the team, and I think that's exactly what he's going to be for us. He's going to he's going to put up better numbers. And he's not Kelly Olynyk, okay? He's so, better. No, I agree with that. I think Kelly. he's better. That, I think he's better true. than Kelly. He's better than Kelly Olynyk. Yeah, that's what I said. It's an upgrade. And even if he's like worse I, than I, Kelly Olynyk stats wise, even if he puts up less stats, he's actually like brings something to the table. Except. Hey, is he his hair in a bun or is it long tonight? Let's see how hey, he plays. Hey, come on, no. Sean. Don't sell him short. Come <laughs> on. No, 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 no. Game Marcus, seven. Marcus Morris. Game seven. Shut the, against oh. the Wizards. Hey, it was a great game. All right? It was a great game. I'm not going to say it's not a great game. That game. But you got can't him, bring that up in an argument. That game got him $50 million. All right. Think about that. Marcus Morris at least brings some type of toughness and grit to the table that Kelly Link never brought. So does he, though? He does, man. He's a, he's a Morris twin. Look, they I, are not friendly people. Is great now? Hey. What the hell? Well, well he ha- he has to be that guy. He's on I'm trial, telling you right now, he has to be the Celtics version of Draymond Green. And, and okay, the, and I'm not saying Detroit, I'm, I'm not I mean, saying he, he has a, to be an all star, but he has to be that enforcer. He has to be yeah. the Celtics version of Draymond Green, that tough guy down yes. low, the yes, one that pisses 100%. people off. That that's his role. 100. percent All right. I mean, who else is going to be that guy? Horford can't be that guy. Zach, let me ask you a trivia question. Baines won't be that guy. Who was the best defender against LeBron James last year in the NBA? Uh, Draymond Green. Nope, Marcus Morris. Marcus sure? Morris, the best. Yeah, by some strange defender. metric. No, it's <laughs> Sean's it's, right. No points per possession. That's a that's a regular metric. When he was yeah, guarding, because he probably played like six minutes a game. No, 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 man. Check check. You know they're winning by seventy. They don't need to put him on the floor. Check the stats. He only had twenty points per possession. This is the stat that. Uh, <laughs> he only had twenty points this, per possession. This is the stat yeah, that the Pistons the league showed average the, was, the league average was thirty-one. All right, so I mean. <laughs> All right. It seems a little uh, well, high, but well, I, mean, I mean, not point, but points per possession over 100 possessions. You know what I mean? Okay, all right. That makes sense. Well, I've 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 convinced myself. Right? I've, I've, it's been a little while, right? It's been like about a month since the trade happened, and I've I've just I've just accepted the fact that you know you traded you know a, a big chunk of your defense for salary reasons, obviously, and for like like you guys was talking about for an enforcer, mm-hmm. right? Enforcer down low that the Celtics lack. I mean, he's, he's first to you know. To a certain extent, right? But at the same time, I can't look at this trade as, oh, Avery Bradley for Marcus Morris straight up as, oh, Marcus Morris is better than Avery no, Bradley. No, no. Because that's not what this trade was about. No, they couldn't. I think Avery Bradley would have been great. He would have got great return if they traded him last year. But they couldn't trade him last year because they were he was playing one of the best 
They were the number one seed in the in the Eastern Conference, and he was the second best player on the team. Couldn't trade him. But if they did, without him having, if he could have went out like okay, so hold on, time out. If he could have went out west, if they traded him last year out west, let's say this, he would have been playing on the best deal on probably a championship contender, hands down. But I mean. Who is going to sign him for all the money that he's going to get out there? Because some team, Detroit's going to. <laughs> some team like Detroit or the Detroits of the world, Phoenix, the Phoenixes of the world, the um, Sacramento, Sacramentos of the world, the Magic of the world. They're going to go out there and say, "All right, yeah, Avery Bradley, good character guy. We're not going to win for a while. Man, we'll give him thirty-three mil a year. They'll, he'll just get he'll get three years for like thirty mil easily. Uh. Somebody's going to spend that money on him because they got it to spend." Zach, can this team get to the uh, NBA Finals? Uh, with the way that the Cleveland Cavaliers have fallen apart, like wet tissue paper, yeah, absolutely can. Oh, I love <laughs> wet I, tissue paper, dude. I love it. <laughs> it's the worst thing in the world. I really. love it. <laughs> <laughs> so can Boston beat a Cleveland team at their absolute strength? Mm. That's going to be the big question this year. If they're not, I think there's an opportunity for them to get to the finals. Can they beat Golden State? Absolutely not. But that's, that's, that wasn't the question. <laughs> I'll give you my big Cleveland prediction of the year. Why the Celtics will be a better team than Cleveland at the end of the year. Because if LeBron is trying to go for a new contract next year, if the Celtics seem like they're a better team, March, he's shutting it down, dude. He's shutting it down, man. He'll shut it down and just wait for that contract. Because if he is actually leaving Cleveland... What does he have to do there? Like, wh- why would he? Mm, I don't know, man. LeBron in the playoffs is the type of player that he'll get to the finals. Even if he loses, he'll just want to average a triple-double to show everyone that he's still yeah, the greatest player probably, in the yeah, world. You're probably right. But no, I just I have a feeling that LeBron is like spiteful asshole. But Zach, you know that Celtics team is going to be led by uh, Isaiah Thomas, right? Your boy. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> but that's it. What if? What if they do trade Isaiah Thomas? Like, what if they do trade him? Let's say it's not for Kyrie. What is, is there anything out there, Zach, that you would trade Isaiah Thomas for? Like, what is your package that if it's not Kyrie, if you don't, if you don't want to sign him, fine. But what's the deal? Like, Kyrie Irving is sort of like, you know, a four-leaf clover that just came out of nowhere. And you're like, well, that sort of may work. But I don't think it will because it's with Cleveland. Will they trade with you? Who knows? But, like, what, what is the package you're expecting as a good return for Isaiah Thomas? See, that's the problem is that Isaiah Thomas is a, he's very, very similar to what you had in Rajon Rondo in the fact that you have a player who the NBA and their GMs can't really measure his value correctly. Um, you know, because we spent how many years with Rajon Rondo, who was this guy who gave you what 12 to 15 points a night, but he was a triple double machine with the way that he played. And everyone kind of looked at him and was like, okay, well, you got a very good player there. We know he's a very good player, but how do you gauge his value? Because he's not really a scorer. He can't really do this. He can't really do that. And it's the, kind of the same thing with Isaiah Thomas. You have an undersized point guard who can score as well as anyone in the league, but he's not really much of a passer. He can't defend, and he's only 5'9", and we've never seen a player put up these numbers and have this type of success at his size. So they can't really tell how long is he going to be this good. How is he going to do if you put him into an offense that needs him to be more of a playmaker? If you need him to, well, maybe not defend, but you know, be more of a defender, I guess. I mean, what is his value if you have to change his game a little bit? Because right now, he's playing in the perfect situation for himself. Is that yeah. they're putting the ball in his hands at the top of the key and saying, go after it. 
And that's what he does. That's what he was born. He was literally put on this planet to do exactly what he's doing with Brad Stevens' offense. And he's absolutely murdering it. So you can't get, you know, are, are, is he going to be that same player if you put him in San Antonio or you put him in uh, Portland or if you put him in, you know, wherever? Is he the same player? And that's the argument that I've had is that if you take him out of this space and pace offense and you take the ball out of his hands, can he still be an effective scorer in this league? That's the problem. Is that I don't know if he can be. If you're gonna if you're gonna make the comparison to Rajon Rondo, then you have to sign him. You have to sign him because the only reason why Celtics didn't sign Rajon Rondo, he was is, an asshole. Is because Pierce and Garnett were gone. <laughs> they were gone. The window was closed. Like you weren't gonna if 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 this was if you swapped Isaiah Thomas and Rajon Rondo in the points of the Celticsness there were right. Rajon Rondo was a free agent. After they just came off their worst season in the in the NBA, hmm. and Pearson Garnett just walked out, they got traded, and it was Rondo's team. And were you going to actually make it Rondo's team? No, you weren't. But if Pearson Garnett was still there, you would have signed Rondo any day of the week, right? So if that's the case, if you're going to compare him to Rajon Rondo, which I think is a good comparison, then in, in don't like, make the same mistake because there's. There's only one Jay Crowder, all right? No, I got you. There's got only you. one Jay. No, but I think... <laughs> all right? I, I so think, you're not going to get that same return if you're just going to dump him. But I think I think what Zach is saying is like the uniqueness, like something that is like it's like unconventional type of yeah, type of player, yeah. right? So then you're saying you traded Rajon Rondo because there weren't no other All-Stars around or were playing with him. In this case, you do have All-Stars or All-Star type players. Yes. So... Yeah, I see what I see what I see what you're saying, and I also say I also I see what Zach is saying. Yeah, I just I, I think the struggle is that NBA GMs are going to look at him and say, "Well, yeah, he's a very good player. Yes, he can provide scoring. Yes, he can do all these great things." But at the end of the day, how do I measure him up long term against someone like, for comparison's sake, Kyrie Irving? Kyrie Irving, I feel like you can look at him and say, yeah, I know what Kyrie Irving's going to be two, three, four, five years down the road. Whereas you look at Isaiah Thomas and say, well, how long is this going to last? You know, he could be off the map next year. He could be an average player in no time because we've never seen a player at his size do what he's doing. So it is a little bit of a, you know, a guessing game as to how, what type of player he's going to be from year in, year out. I think that's, that's why you haven't seen him get that big contract. That's why you see a lot of people look at him and kind of have that hesitation of, you know, who do you, do you really want him being one of your max players? And I think that's the issue that you're seeing right now. So, 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 so what package would I want back from him? I'd want a lot back from him because he's a very good ball player. So I don't, I don't see anything out there that honestly that I would trade him for. Outside of, you know, in terms of availability, obviously. But, you know, if you were going to tell me that you could trade Kyrie straight up, great. If it's going to be the entire, you know, it's going to be him, Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown, plus picks and plus all this stuff, then no. And I'm not (laughs) going to do that. And here's one of my fears, too, is that, like, you trade Isaiah Thomas to the Cavs, Isaiah Thomas and Jay Crowder to the Cavs, and you get Kyrie Irving back. I'm sorry. I'm betting on Cleveland every day. In that series, yeah, that's another thing too. You, you don't. Why you would don't, you help out Cleveland? One year, that one year where they <laughs> have no Isaiah sense. Thomas and Jay Crowder and Kevin Love yeah. and LeBron James. That's another thing that people, and, that people don't understand. Uh, and that that squad. That and is, and they got Jeff Green, and, <laughs> <laughs> Jose Calderon. Come oh, on. hold on, Derek hold on. Rose. I didn't. I didn't say any of those guys. Okay? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying. I think they easily beat a Kyrie Gordon Hayward Al Horford squad any day of the week. 
Yeah, that's like, that's, that's I, like I think yeah, that's, you're, you're yeah. basically saying okay. No one brings that up. You're right. Y- y- this year, okay, you guys, you this is literally the best players in the Eastern Conference Finals minus Avery Bradley. You just take them like this, and we'll take Kyrie. That team would be stacked yeah. for one year until LeBron leaves. But maybe that's why Danny's at the at the trading table so long, and he's like, I'm not giving you all this because LeBron's leaving. No, one that's year. why he hasn't even made a fucking offer. I'll give you these two. You can take next year, and then. Yeah. You know, you know what's funny about the situation? If Kyrie or this report came out before, what was it, July, whatever, when, when teams started really started making deals, right? Who's to say the Celtics couldn't pull a deal off involving Avery Bradley, a pick, oh, and easily. I don't know, you know, throw whoever in there, Avery Bradley, Jay to make, Crowder, to make the contracts match. Avery Bradley, would you Jay do that? Crowder. You would do that. Avery, Avery Bradley, Bradley and Jay, Jay Crowder, Crowder, Crowder for for Kyrie, and straight up, probably, and like a second rounder or something, whatever. Probably be a Brooklyn pick. No. Yeah. Give him the Philly pick. But you'd keep Either Jaylen way, Brown. That's, that's you'd still keep Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum. Yeah, yeah, I would do that in a heartbeat. But would you do that, Zach? Me, absolutely. Yeah, that'd be a great trade. See, the whole timing of the situation uh, is what yeah, what, a, what drives me crazy yeah. because at the end of the day, I I'm still not convinced that he's going to be traded. I don't know why. Something yeah, in my I don't gut. Think so either. I feel the something same way. in my well, gut tells me Kyrie will not be traded. I feel David, the same way. David Griffin says he's going to be traded. Oh, if he said it, then no. David Griffin. Happened. David Griffin is is irrelevant. I know, <laughs> but he's still. Yeah, he's I don't know still, if you picked up on my sarcasm there. But. He still was the Cavs GM. Like he knows how it works there. Like that's the most insider information you get. Either Why that, are you dismissing that? Like I said, on. Brian Winters thinks he's gonna either, get traded. No, either, David either. Griffin okay, used to right. work for the Cavs. Okay, I'll, I'll play. I'll play along. He yeah. was the GM. He, no, I know. I know. I'm not saying that. But you're <laughs> he saying, knows everything no, but, that happened up until he got fired. But listen, you're saying that like, yeah, he has inside information, or he just could say it out of spite because they just fired him as well. No, I, I <laughs> no, no, man. I, I don't know. Maybe, maybe. But they he's just a better. Kicked him out the door. You guys said he wasn't a reliable source. You guys were shitting on that. If I was him, I'd be like, no, yeah, fuck. Cleveland, yeah, they're gonna trade Kyrie. They're gonna trade just to fuck, just to start the pot. Why not? Fine, I will only get my sources. Fuck, you doing over there, Zach? (laughs) He's fucking loading the Glock right now. What the hell was that? I will only get my sources from Brian Windhorse and the stench coming from LeBron's jock. (laughs) I think you'll say from his from his cube. From his cube? Oh, were you talking about the last the other episode about how he's uh. Letting it rip in the uh, in the office. You know how many? You know how much? You know how many like LeBron game worn underwear he has in his cube. I'm sure it's all hung up. Right, he was right next to Woj. You said you said said they sent him. He says right next to Woj. Yeah, (laughs) just the worst neighbor ever. (laughs) You know what? You know what, Zach? I I didn't expect this kind of uh, this talk from you, man. All of a sudden, you're like praising Isaiah. You're you're calling him unbelievable. You're saying he's like an incredible basketball yeah, player. We've seen the tweets, bro. I, I, thought you, tweets. I thought you didn't want him on the team anymore. That, really, that, that's the impression I got I'm really, from I'm our really conversations. Concerned. You said you, you were going to pay him $37 million a year, man. That's that's generous. Did I say that? I don't remember saying that. I think right I've, been, I've been drinking all afternoon, so I really don't know. Uh, <laughs> uh, no. <laughs> well, now, well, now Sean's exaggerating, well, but at, at the same time, though, he may be exaggerating. <laughs> Listen, he was drunk, he man. May he may be it. exaggerating, but at the same time, you are not the 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 anti Isaiah Thomas person I thought you were I, I don't know why we'll no, you, you're singing a different tune Zach you're singing a different tune here's the thing I'm not anti Isaiah Thomas I don't think I've ever been in, in in terms of me feeling like he needs to go or anything like that I don't think I've ever actually fully felt that way but I will say this when it comes to Isaiah Thomas and when it comes to Al Horford and when it comes to Gordon Hayward I still look at this team and say they need one more player. So if it takes removing one of those players to get two more, or you know, if it, if it took trading Isaiah Thomas to get someone else in order to be able to get this thing to the next level, that's what I'm for. Oh, you mean like, like I Anthony don't fly- Davis? 
Yeah. yeah you mean uh, like Jason Tatum? I'm not, I'm not doing that to myself tonight. Sorry. But, <laughs> but that's the thing. Like, that's I, for later. <laughs> still needs another player. That's what it comes down to. Is nah, that man. They still need one more. I think, yeah, I think, I think you're off to, there. I think we have to sit back and watch what this team does. Yeah, I, I really do. I think I think when you're looking at when you're looking at Sway, relax, bro. No, 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 no. Zach doesn't know what's going on. See, I keep hitting the freaking mic stand. It's making this annoying noise. I need oh, to no. yeah. <laughs> piss me off. Um, all right, no. So I I seriously think now that I'm really thinking of this lineup, like the Celtics will be fine because they have so many mix and match, like, and they have so much more depth. Than they ever had in their entire in the entire Brad Stevens era. I know that it's it's tough to give Isaiah Thomas that deal, but if you get two great years from this squad as you watch Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum get better, maybe it's worth that. Maybe maybe it's worth it to see you can you can keep this squad, this exact squad, you can keep on the cheap for the next like three, two, three years. And that's not even mentioning the Brooklyn or Philly slash Lakers pick. Which could come up, right? Which could happen. So do you just do you just say at this point, if Danny Ainge couldn't make that big trade like we always thought he would and he just went the free agent route, then just keep going the same route. Just sign Isaiah Thomas next year. Have another draft pick come in. Don't trade any of your assets. See what happens, right? I don't know. Because Al Horford will be coming off the book sooner than you, you guys think. I mean, before you have to sign Jason Tatum or Jalen Brown, which is the two year Al window. Horford will be off the off the book. Which is the two year window you're talking about, right? Because he's done in two years. That's what I'm saying. Or his contract is at least. You'll probably get one more year. When so okay, this year happens. Mm-hmm. After that, you're going to get one more year of the Al Horford, Gordon Haywood, Isaiah Thomas trio. Trio. But Al's off the books the next year, so that means instead of you paying this albatross of a contract to Gordon Haywood and Al Horford, now it's Gordon Hayward and Isaiah Thomas. Is it the same thing? Probably. That's why. I say stick at 120. Four years, 120. That's it. That's it. All right. He is Zach Peloquin. You can find him on Twitter at ZapSports508. That is at ZapSports508. Hey, Zach, when are you going to come down and check out the new studio, man? It's been a while. It's got to be soon, man. It's been way too long. The studio is sick. (laughs) (laughs) It's all right. All right, Zach. (laughs) We'll check in with you another time. Uh, We'll definitely get you back in here before the uh, start of the preseason. So thank you for for, for checking in, man. Appreciate it. No problem. Thanks, guys. Later. Later. (laughs) You guys both did that at the same time. Did you guys plan (laughs) that or something? Yeah, we did. That was exactly the – that was good. Uh, That was cute. <laughs> if that was not a drop, that came out of Joel's mouth. Damn, he just said that. All right, it's about that time, guys. Hey, yep. What time is it? You missed it. In case you missed it. All right, in case, in case you missed it, Zach Randolph, who was uh, arrested earlier this month <laughs> oh, in LA man. on an intent to sell marijuana charge, which, by the way, is a felony. Mm, well, normally, news has come out about you know kind of more like the details of the. Of the arrest out in L.A. with uh, Zebo apparently was was uh, one of the three people that fled the area because there was <laughs> loud music. <laughs> just imagine drinking. Just imagine seeing Zach Randolph running down the street. Running like, Yo, was that Zach Randolph? <laughs> <laughs> Pretty sure that was Zach Randolph. Uh, it's like six eight, just running down the block, dude. So he's running like the fastest three hundred pounder you've ever seen in your life, running down the street. Like I, he's like, it's like that like, has to be an NBA athlete. He's like, like zigzagging and shit. Like what the <laughs> fuck? Like he's got a ball in his hand. Like you know, like he's running through cones, headband on. <laughs> That's too. why they know Zach Randolph. They asked everyone. Everyone was like, "Yeah, that was Zach Randolph." Oh, just ran. 
They're like, hey, um, have you guys seen an NBA player called Zach Randolph? Oh, dude, this dude that was six eight that ran down my fucking street. Yeah, I obviously saw him, dude. <laughs> Never seen a guy run so fast at, at his size. It was amazing. He had a basketball with him and everything. Had his number fifty Grizzlies jersey on. Looked like a throwback. I don't know. He's not on the team anymore. <laughs> I know. They retired his number though. How, how how dumb do they look now? No. So uh, cops were cops were called to the scene uh, because of uh, loud partying, which included. Drinking, smoking marijuana, and uh, cars that were blocking the street and loud music, right? Yeah. So, so it was a block party. So it was a pretty much NBA style, you know, mm. block party. Because this is a felony, if, if convicted, Zebo could be looking at about two years of being banned from the NBA. Now, I heard that mm. the only reason why it was intent to distribute is because he had a shit ton of weed. Yeah, two pounds of weed. Okay. In his possession. Any baggies? Yeah, a little back. He's pretty much. He's he's probably gonna that go. Be, well, no, be the, the thing the, is though, he's probably gonna go and say, "I smoke a shit ton of weed. I'm not selling it to anybody. I got millions of dollars." No, the thing is though, it, I'm, he's not getting intent to distribute. There's no, no way him, any court will be able to prove that. The one that also got charged with the possession of the weed was a 43 year old felon already. So I don't know whatever was on his record. Well, he was probably selling the drugs to Zebo. Well, they both Zebo and this and this other character hmm. who was charged with the with the possession of weed. According to CBA, when you're convicted of or when you plead guilty to a crime involving weed, distributing of weed, you can get banned from the from the NBA. So Randolph, who just signed a two year deal with the Sacramento Kings worth twenty four million dollars. Coincidence? <laughs> Coincidence of what? Him going to Sacramento? Because he was way he was far away from Sacramento. He's just like, what can I do to get suspended for two years? <laughs> Felony. <laughs> Let me just do it. I just signed a two year deal. I don't want to play for Sacramento. Yeah. Uh, so no, but dude, I'm changing my game up if I'm Zach Randolph. If you're caught with a felon and they're trying to charge you both on distribution of marijuana, then you just say, "Well, okay, Frank, I'm gonna give you like millions of dollars. Just say you took all this, go to jail. I'll go back to the NBA. That's it." Well, maybe he didn't know the weed was there. Who knows? No, it's definitely his weed. <laughs> I mean, I want to say that much we know. <laughs> that, yeah. I mean, well, that, that's his week. Well, uh, old 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 buddy Rasheed Wallace oh, came to his defense. Jail Blazers, <laughs> love that squad. Stating that uh, Randolph, his old buddy, Monty Wells on this too, ain't no drug dealer. Mm-hmm. He chopped it up as to, and I quote: "The bigger the paycheck, the bigger the party." End quote. Hell yeah! So that's why ball don't lie, bro. Mm. He should just <laughs> he should just be on a, he should be a witness in the trial and just go up and goes, <clears throat> Rasheed Wallace. Bought all night. Just get off stage. <laughs> oh, and by the way, six cop cars were vandalized that night. Oh, yeah. So I think... Uh, yeah, because it was I don't a think riot, anybody, think anybody riot died after that, right? Yeah, but I don't think anybody dimed out Randolph. I think yeah. they all knew Randolph, and they yeah. were like, no, we don't yeah. know who that guy is. Yeah. So he's saying there ain't no snitches. <laughs> no stitches. Snitches get stitches. Throw a bunch of Tyreeks over there. Huh? <laughs> In case you missed it, Magic Johnson and the Lakers are being investigated by the NBA after the Indiana Pacers filed... Tempering charges to the league offices, and according to these alleged allegations, the Pacers say that the Lakers are guilty of tampering with Paul George while he was on the contract with Indiana. No fucking shit. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, This serious charge, or you know, if they are found guilty, uh, the Lakers, they can lose draft picks. They can uh, pay up fines up to five million dollars, and possible restrictions of actually trying to acquire Paul George in the future. Yeah. Hmm. So the Lakers, obviously, they're denying any evidence of any wrongdoing. Even though they have a bunch of evidence there, probably. Well, it's underway. The investigation is underway. So do, do all, you, all, all, all parties are cooperating, by the do way. Do either one of you guys think that if they got Paul George and LeBron James, that that team is still is good enough to knock off the Warriors? Uh, no. Oh. Not, with, not with Lonzo Ball running the team. 
Lonzo Ball. I don't understand why people think that that team is going to be enough to knock off the Warriors. Oh, well, you forget Russell Westbrook is also going to the Lakers. No, I think LeBron James and Paul George <laughs> plus. Okay, that combo. Yeah, <laughs> that combo would, would be much better. Yeah. Team in- but he's gonna yeah. stay put. He's 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 gonna stay in Oklahoma. No, he just signed I the think big Paul deal. George is gonna stay in Oklahoma too. He might. I mean, it all depends how they, you know, how they how they do this season. And, and if they're neck and neck or even close to a Western Conference Finals, who's to say he won't stay? Don't for you another, don't you love the difference? another few years? I mean, normally normally I'd say like Oklahoma City is probably like a. Downgrade from any city in the United States, but, <laughs> but Paul George about that, just man. came. It's about Paul the team. George, Paul George just came from Indianapolis, so I mean, Oklahoma City is an upgrade. Yeah, definitely from Indianapolis. I, I would give it at least that. And you're playing. You're playing next to the to the MVP. Come on, it's a top thirty city in the NBA. <laughs> top thirty. <laughs> so you gotta stay. Paul. Got to. Got to. And you too, right? It's in the top thirty. It's in the top thirty. Don't you guys find it funny that the big difference between when the Celtics are rebuilding. It's about drafting and trading. But when the Lakers are going through their little shit right now, it's about no, every player who's gonna be a free agent is gonna come to the Lakers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's the yeah. that's how they that's they, how they rebuild. That the was best, never the case only with the best players. Yeah. Only the best Yeah, it was never like now, oh, what, what oh, about Celtics definitely sign this guy or sign this guy. No, the right. Lakers are like, no, every guy who's a free agent is you would never the hear oh LeBron James could go to Boston. Yeah, every rumor is that no, they're going to the Lakers. Right. They're going to LA. Never hear LeBron or Russell Westbrook or you know, name the top five players in the NBA. They would never be linked to the Celtics if they're free agents. Yeah. By the way, if Paul George signs with Oklahoma City after playing there, I better not hear a single fucking word from anybody calling Boston a racist city ever again in the NBA. If okay. Paul George signs with Oklahoma City, and then they're like, "Well, the reason why Boston can't sign free agents oh, is because saying, racist." Yeah. Right. If Paul George signs there, man, we're off the hook. <laughs> we're good they can't use that excuse anymore man i swear to god what else we miss kevin durant says he will not visit the white house if the warriors are invited good shocker anyone no nope. trump sucks why are we even this is going to continue to happen year after years <laughs> yeah. as he you know remains in office well this couldn't be a you know and in case you missed it without the knicks right always oh, charles oakley baby remember, oak we all remember oak and uh his famous February, I don't even know what you want to call it, like scuffle, where he literally got thrown out of the Madison Square Garden because, according to uh, security, he was uh, disruptive. So this obviously happened on national TV while the Knicks were taking on the Clippers, and he was charged with two counts of misdemeanor, assault one, trespassing, plus cited for additional counts of harassment. Uh, Oak has accepted a deal, though, to, a misdeme- to his misdemeanors being dropped, and it's like a conditional like deal. Conditional release? If the charges get the charges will get dropped if he stays out of trouble, obviously no legal trouble for the next six months, and he has to stay away from Madison Square Garden I knew for a year. Saying, I knew it <laughs> for a year. For a year. Oh come on! No, why can't you know he? Why? But why can't he catch a game? Like why is that? Like what's he gonna fight them on site if he goes to a game? I feel like if they didn't mess with him, there's none of this uh, would ever happen. It's Charles Oakley, so probably yeah, yeah. That's probably exactly what he'll do. He probably was in the courtroom. Like, listen, if James Dolan, James Dolan shows up here. You're going to have to restrain me, man. I'm going to fucking knock him out. <laughs> As he's standing there in like his suit and tie getting tried. There's no way he'll go back in the garden and not at least punch one dude. No, he won't. He man. will. Yeah, just from that video. Okay, maybe he's a little tipsy. You know, maybe he's a little. Yeah, but they, hey, fuck, look, they look, fuck, look. fuck with him no. first. And you, the you first guys, dude you guys, that fucks with him. The first dude yeah, that fucks with him. He'd we've be like, all been there. He'd be you like, know, you feel a little tipsy. You want, you know what? 
you know, this guy, I haven't had a great relationship with him, but let me go say what up to him. But know, he I'm did feeling it, good. But he, did it, he never spoke with him, though. But that's the thing. As he's approaching him, people are like, back on the internet, you know, you know, at first you're like, no, nah, no, nah, nah, it's all good, guys. Don't worry. I'm just going to go talk to him real quick. Like, yo, no, no, guys, no, seriously, yo, yo, don't touch me, man. Hold on. I just want to go talk to him real quick. Yo, get. Hey, yo, back up, yo. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it just escalated no, they that, came up to, to the him. point that's where it was happened, like, that's though. the thing. You know, the first, he'll be that friend. What do you that's mean? Like, that's exactly what happened. No, he can't, the, the security asked him to leave, and he was like, why? That's and what that's I'm when saying. Yeah, but I'm he saying never, that walked, initial, he never walked up to him, though. But that's the thing. They did that because he was, they were protecting him. They He probably called a security and said, look, keep an eye on Oak. We don't have a great relationship. If he even comes close to my vicinity, don't let that happen. And Oak... From the video, you could tell Oak was just kind of like, no, nah, guys, it's cool, man. I just want to go talk to him. And then, you know, someone put his hands on him, and he lost it. Yep, and that would happen again if he went back into the garden. <laughs> but who's going to get punched? Yeah, but Dolan's going to get punched. Dolan's, think about, Dolan's probably think not going to be there. And if that happens again, then you, he's already, uh, what do you call it? He's, he's already violated his uh, probation or his whatever deal. you call it, his deal. Yeah, yeah but he His was, condition. Well, that's why the condition is in there. I agree with that condition. Like, Ah, man, let him go to MSG. No, just... Let him take a game in. Take a year off. Go back when, like, you're a little little cooler. Because you just got released from jail, like, Nick's home opener. Or, like, you're just kind of, like, done with everything. All of that video, all that talk about it, and you're going to go in and someone's just going to go, I don't think you belong in this section, sir. You're up in the back. Like, and you're just going to go, fuck you, and just start knocking people out, man. That's what I would do. Well, if you didn't know... Oak is currently a player coach for the Killer Threes in the new Big Three. Catch him it's on the worst. You can catch him. You can catch him on TV getting into it constantly. With I Steven tried Jackson. watching that last week. I couldn't get through. I think it needs, it needs some tweaking, but whatever. Yeah, I know. I th- yeah, there's something there. I just got to tweak it. Somehow. Something there. I just, I just gotta, yeah. yeah. In case you missed it, I mean, I was debating on bringing this topic up or not, but I mean, I think it's too big not to say something about it. Being in Boston and the free speech rally that didn't take place that was supposed to take place on Saturday. In downtown Boston. Shutting it down. And uh, counter-protesters coming out in full force and shutting that shit down. And you know who was probably the most proud online? No. Michael Rappaport. Oh, yeah. I don't know if you guys oh, yeah? was. Well, he, the audio. He's been talking about this since it happened, since, since, since what happened in, uh, in, Charlottesville. in Charlottesville. Yeah. No, but in terms of you know being a hardcore New Yorker, he gave nothing but Boston props. My guy's a clip. Yo, Boston... Yo, I've never had so much respect and admiration for your city and the state of Massachusetts as I do today. You guys held it down. You were Boston fucking strong. Salute. I'm a native New Yorker. And you know, when it comes to sports, we have a long history. We we fucked you guys in 2008 in the Super Bowl. And then we came back four years later and we fucked you again. But this ain't about that. This is about life. Life is bigger than sports. Boston did it beautifully today. You shut them down. I hope the rest of the country takes your lead. This has nothing to do with Bucky Dent in 1978. It also has nothing to do with the fact that Larry Bird is the ugliest motherfucker in the NBA Hall of Fame. Listen, in all seriousness, respect to Boston, respect to Massachusetts. You guys did your thing. Salute. Well, it was pretty cool. It was pretty cool to see, like, because yeah. you didn't, I don't know if you woke up that same, the day, day the same way I did. And I was like, the hell's going to happen today, yeah, man? Yeah, like, yeah, you, yeah. I was That's like, it. is something going yeah. down? But then yeah. all of a sudden, it wasn't just Boston news. It was national news. Was Everyone yeah, knew yeah. this clash was going to happen. Yeah. And for that, like, to just. I heard about all these groups that were coming from everywhere. Everywhere. But and you're to, like, damn, to just this is going to be some serious. To just see, like, 30, 40,000. <laughs> I think it was like a hundred, hundred thousand more. Pro- yeah, man. Jesus, that's nuts, dude. That that's great. Shut that shit down. So. Great. 
proud to call myself a Bostonian today. Hell I don't know about yeah. you guys. It's a great day for Boston. Well, just in case you missed it, it's brought to you by <laughs> CLNS. When you want to be. CLNS mobile app. Best in online sports coverage, mm-hmm. including us, the Causeway Street Podcast, on there. Make sure you download that bad boy onto your Apple and your Android. And that's it for In Case You Missed It. That's all? That's all. Well. Head to our CausewayStreetBlog.com for all your latest news on the Celtics this offseason. Plus, if you haven't already checked out my piece on uh, an upcoming documentary called Hoops Africa and Butu Matters, which is coming out really soon, check that out. You know, it uh, goes together with the NBA Africa game that happened a couple weeks ago. This just talks about how basketball has influenced life in Africa, despite all the bad stuff that happens there. Anything else you guys want to add? No, that's it, man. Yeah, check that out. And uh, keep checking out the content that Joel's been pumping out, man. He's been killing it right now. CosmoStreetBlog.com. <laughs> oh. Check out all those articles. Oh, you're, um, you're too kind. <laughs> over on the website, of course. and um, Follow us on all social media. Everybody follow. Yeah. Instagram. Twitter, oh. Snapchat. There we go. Name I all. can't. I can't wait. Name them all again. I can't wait. We're almost there. We're two, two, basically less than two months away from the yeah. tip off. Oh, check out the website too with uh, Brad Stevens talking about how excited he is for the, to start the NBA season. Gordon Haywood, how he's going to fit in. Yeah. <laughs> That's uh, what I'm talking about. How Gordon Haywood doesn't like Tom Brady, but he's going to make sure that he switches him up. You know, uh, to right. to become a fan. I don't yeah. know how, but that's what he's going to try to do. Mm-hmm. Man, yeah, no, that's pretty. That's pretty much it. Pats looking good in the preseason, huh? Oh yeah, I'm going to the last game, which is probably the worst the last game, game to go pre-season. to. Yeah, that's, that's you shouldn't say that out loud. <laughs> well, I could. I'm just kidding. That's still that's still really good. I'm jealous, man. I wanted to go to a preseason game. Would you come, man? Come along. Yeah, I'll, you know what? I could probably go. When <laughs> Oktoberfest drops, though, I yeah. am the happiest dude in the world. Yeah. No matter if it's 107 degrees in like August 27th, <laughs> if I go into a bar and they got Oktoberfest. Happiest dude. Nice. Nice. Not pumpkin spice, though. It's <laughs> not that nice. Bitch. Nice. Bitch. Yeah. That's Sean Dutra with Oktoberfest. You can follow him on Twitter at Sean Dutra. S E A N. Yeah. And you can follow Sway and his pumpkin spice. Love for pumpkin spice. You'll see a lot of pictures of Sway and leggings, hugs, <laughs> and pumpkin spice lattes coming up very soon. You can also catch Sway on CLNS. I'll be rocking hoodies. With Trags now, right? New addition tracks to see on this family. Hell yeah, it's gonna be good out the garden. Hell yeah, all yeah, good stuff wait. coming up. I can't wait, man. Our prediction show is coming up, and our hundredth episode is also coming up too. We got good stuff coming up. On yeah, there. man, a lot of stuff to look forward. To. Yeah, a lot of stuff, guys. All right, all right, bye. All right, until next time. Uh, 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 Later. Uh, 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 uh,